0: The they score! They score! Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Is a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Today we're going to reflect on the first reading from Mass as we hear in the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis, the story of Cain and Abel. We hear in the scripture, Now the man knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have produced a man with the help of the Lord. Next she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a tiller of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel, for his part, brought of the firstlings of his flock their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain said to his brother Abel, Let us go out to the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it will no longer yield to you its strength. You will be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Today you have driven me away from the soil, and I shall be hidden from your face." I shall be a a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and anyone who meets me may kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. Whoever kills Cain will suffer a sevenfold vengeance. And the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who came upon him would kill him. Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another child instead of Abel because Cain killed him. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Nothing like stories in the Bible of murder for a Monday. When we think about this beautiful story, friends, you might ask yourself, Father, how can it be beautiful, a brother's killing brother? Well, it's beautiful because it's in the scriptures, not beautiful because a murder takes place but rather it's beautiful to see the teaching that god wants us to learn from the story of cain and abel so just as we've heard the offspring of adam and eve also create pain and torment for adam and eve we see that the beauty of family life was meant to be perfect where there would be no jealousy or envy there would be no hard work for god was going to provide everything But because Adam and Eve thought that they could do it themselves, and let's face it, we do the same when we choose sin, then they had to do things the hard way. The boys had to go to work as they'd grown into men. Adam had to work. Eve had to work. Now the ground didn't just produce. They had to work for it. And so jealousy and envy creeps in among the brothers. Cain is jealous of his brother Abel. He's the firstborn. He should be receiving all the blessings. He should receive the favor of God, at least in his own mind. How often are we like Cain? How often do we think we're better than others? More important, based on our place in society, our job, the amount of work we do, the level of income we have, the amount of wealth I've accumulated my level of education, the list can go on and on. Perhaps I think I'm better than somebody based on what they've done in their life, committing a crime, or perhaps they're living on the system, sort of speak, on welfare or something else. Is there anyone that we look down upon? If so, then we are just as foolish and sinful as Cain is. Because indeed, while Abel is his biological brother, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And so this jealousy and envy that Cain has, friends, should be something that we look to abolish in our own lives, especially as we get ready for next week's beautiful retreat called Lent beginning for us. So when I think of Cain, it's easy to just criticize him and say, how could he make such decisions? But then I need to start to think, well, how often am I like Cain? Do I have prejudices against groups of people, ethnicities, or races, genders, etc.? Do I look down upon people who don't share the same faith in God as I do? We have to be very careful, friends. This is a slippery slope, so it's easy for any of us to become Cain. And we certainly don't want to become Cain in these areas of his personality, mindset, and spirituality. Abel seems to be the innocent victim here, doesn't he? He's just going on about his life, doing what God has asked him to do, being a God-fearing person. And yet, we might ask ourselves the question, how could God allow Cain to kill Abel? Why didn't he stop him? Does it mean that God enjoyed the fact that Abel died? These are important questions to ask. So sadly, friends, God's intention of creating the perfect world had no room for evil and sin. There would be no room for malice and anger and resentment and all of the experiences that we might have as human beings. God absolutely didn't want Cain to kill Abel, yet God doesn't have children here on earth as robots. He allows us to make free decisions Though he teaches us to know the difference between right and wrong, he encourages us to do right. He encourages us to avoid wrong, but he doesn't force us. Rather, it's our own decision making that we make, that gift of free will that we're not just given to Adam and Eve, but to each of us to make these decisions. And so while Cain made the very poor choice to kill his brother Abel, We know that Abel isn't in the fires of hell, that God would have lifted him up as a result of the wrongdoing done to him. What does it mean for Cain? There needs to be a consequence for the grave sin that he has done. And so God stands up for his children, doesn't he? When he asks Cain the question, what happened, it doesn't suggest that God didn't know But rather, what it does is allow Cain to come clean, to speak about what he did. And what does Cain do? A second wrong. He lies to God. Am I my brother's keeper, suggesting that it's not his problem that God can't find Abel? How could I possibly know where he is? Well, friends, how many times do we think we can lie to God? He knows our minds even before our idea comes to our mind. Would we ever dare to lie to God? What about the times where we don't want to be held accountable for things that we've done? This is the opposite of the sacrament of God's mercy, where God reconciles us to Himself and calls us to own our sins, deal with the consequences, and seek His forgiveness. If Cain had done just that, he would not have been cast aside. But because Cain refuses to ask for God's forgiveness, the punishment ensues. And so as a result, again, friends, Cain has so much to teach us, doesn't he? When we've done wrong to someone, whether we come to the realization that I've hurt them myself, or perhaps God or somebody else has pointed it out to us, Are we willing to make a difference here? Are we willing to own up, to take ownership that our words, behaviors, actions were not appropriate? And then as such, what do we do about it moving forward? Do we seek their reconciliation? Do we ask God's pardon and peace? Or do we pretend that nothing happened? These are all wonderful, important questions for us to reflect upon as we embark on the season of Lent. Something that calls us to go much deeper than stop eating candy and watching television or social media. Rather, it's to actually acknowledge the times in which I've let others down and do my best to make up for it, to apologize, to seek forgiveness, to do an act of penance or charity but it also helps us to make sure that we don't act like Cain in the future. A wake up call for each of us. I know this is for me in my own life. I dare say it might be for you too, friends. The story of Cain and Abel is the story of jealousy and envy and how that can creep into our relationships, into our families, into our friendships, into our dating relationships, parishioner relationships, work relationships, school relationships, why would I ever want to be jealous of somebody else? When I am jealous or envious, it often speaks of something going on in myself that brings these feelings to the forefront of my mind or to the surface, sort of speak. So when Rico feels jealous or envious of other, Rico needs to do some soul-searching that I should never be jealous or envious of another. I should never want harm to be brought on another. Rather, my life should be spent in asking God to bless others, whether they're easy to love or more challenging to love. So just as we heard in yesterday's scriptures that call us to make peace with brother or sister, literally and figuratively, let us call to mind that Cain and Abel represent every single one of us, friends, both our biological families and our family in Christ. Let us seek ways to bring reconciliation. Let us seek ways To find God To put our anger, resentment, jealousy, envy Whatever negative feelings we have to the side And see the other as my brother and my sister Lord, help us To recognize the times when we've been like Cain Lord, we thank you for your mercy For the times where we have come to you With deep sorrow in gratitude for your mercy. Lord, also help us when we find ourselves like Abel and not see it as a punishment from you, but rather seek you amidst our sufferings and our pain and realize that you continue to hold us in the palm of your hand. Friends, Mother Church has given us much to think about today, so I encourage each one of us to spend the time And let's be less like Cain and more like Christ. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via BudSprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks and God bless.